0: This is a test of the um, internal broadcasting system. Weep. weep, weep,
1: weep.
0: This has been a test. You need to stop. This. Of the internal broadcasting system. This is not okay. In a real emergency, you would have been notified with details about the emergency.
2: No one even that is all. No, no one even gets this. Quang. Quang. No one even gets this.
1: When this boy
0: by the swiss and swedish departments of tourism unless someone real decides to sponsor us this is boney's world fever i'm one of your hosts cameron and i'm your other host chance we're we're
2: having we're having just a a time right now. some technical difficulties um but we hope that that will translate to good listening for you because mm-hmm. we're in a jovial mood we've been laughing at each other yeah we're having a good time uh cameron i'm in love with our theme song yeah it's so good. Uh, you guys, listening at home, have heard it three times now. Mm-hmm. Four if you count this time. Yeah, four if you count this time. But the first episode that had it just came out this last Thursday, which was three days ago, and is great. Yeah, it rules. Yeah, you did a great job cutting it down to be like the bite-sized chunks. Mm-hmm. So Thanks again to Dizzy Parker yeah thank you again later yeah yep. so well thank you at the end of the show too but we're we're so glad to have it we're so glad to have an actual theme song i hope you guys are enjoying it more than the maybe a little more slapdash uh-huh. uh, the, the music yeah. from the original series um bad yeah, uh, dizzy wants to come on the show so we're talking to him about that yeah that'll be fun yeah to, to kind of get to know the guy who wrote well not wrote I guess performed performed and put together yeah. arranged arranged That's just Arrange the word, is the word. Uh,
0: Tara yeah. light from a few episodes ago would be very disappointed with me if I didn't uh, say the right word there
2: yeah Tara we love you come back on the show um I'm feeling a little like we have a limb chopped off yeah because we've done the last few with like an, another person yeah now
0: it's just the two of us and it feels empty. I'm sorry to say that.
2: Uh, it's true. Uh, it's, you know, we've done four total with people and th- the four of the last five uh-huh. with people. And it's just, it's so nice to have someone there to like ask them their opinions.
0: Uh-huh. Sometimes they laugh
2: at our jokes. Sometimes.
0: Not always. They probably shouldn't. Um, you know, I feel like if we get one or two good laughs in there. Yeah, I feel like we're doing good. good. I think our laugh per minute ratio is a ratio yeah. surely.
2: And you know, there is, there's the thing about zoom where you're not really picking up like physical cues from people. So it's really easy to like talk over people mm-hmm. and you have that whole like, Oh, I, I, and, no, you go <laughs> yes. moments that happen all the time. So it's nice not to have those. And it's nice just to be back to basics, but I've loved our guests so far. Yeah. The, the boys meet bruh Bruh's episode is my favorite episode we've ever done. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, and then I still haven't heard uh, our two most recent ones that yeah, haven't come out just yet. With the wonderful Terralight and the wonderful Katie Manus. Yes. But. Ubiquitous, uh, you could say. You couldn't. No. I was just trying to use your word. <laughs> this
0: is not my word.
2: <laughs> I used it correctly twice, one time. Very close, back to back with each other. <clears throat> you know that I speak in a strange manner. <laughs> This has always been my thing. It's why I'm a good podcast host. I'm probably we assume we don't know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm probably not a good podcast host.
2: Yeah, he's no
0: uh, Joe Rogan. No, no Joe Rogan. That's 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 okay.
2: Yeah, I don't really want to be. I mean, I I'd love the money. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Wait, has anything bad come out about Joe Rogan? Is he probably? And this day and age we live in sucks.
0: I don't hey. know if anything like Me Too kind of anything, but I think he's kind of skeezy. Kind of a jerk. If you love Joe Rogan and you hate me for that, sorry. I'm basing my opinion on very little.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's such a odd world. The other day I was like, wait, has anything bad come out about Usher? Please tell me Usher hasn't sexually I abused that. anybody. Like, I was just grooving to, I think, I think I was listening to Scream. It's a great Usher song. I was like, oh no, Usher hasn't molested anyone, has he? Like, please No. I think you're good. Yeah, I think Usher is still a solid dude. Yeah. Uh, still a very handsome man. Very good looking. Yeah. We stand our unproblematic faves. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, big Usher fans over here, uh, tell us who your favorite non-problematic celebrity is and who you're worried about someday coming out that they're terrible abusers. Or done. Wow, that's
0: a very che- cheery <laughs> note to start off on. Hey. <laughs> um, uh, I guess on that note, we'll just go ahead and dive on in. Dive on in. Neither of these episodes are about that, though. This first one is kind of mm-hmm. uncomfortable in its messaging.
2: I don't know that I care for the messaging of it. I guess business. either one. Um, I. So I was telling you this a little bit before we started recording, but we tried not to talk about stuff too much before we record. I am very conflicted about these episodes. I really need to process. Uh, I feel like expectations led a lot into my um, feelings for them. So why don't we summarize the first one and then I'll tell you my expectations. That kind of threw me off.
0: Okay. For this one. So the first episode, episode 212, the turnaround. Mm-hmm dance time again. Also Christmas time. Apparently. And it is not just any old dance. It is a turnaround dance or a Sadie Hawkins dance, if you're unfamiliar with the uh, parlance of turnaround, um, where the girls ask the guys. And they're kind of sweating it out. And Corey ends up getting asked and unwittingly says yes to this very unpopular girl named Ingrid. And in order to help his station in life, he decides to make Ingrid cool. Kind of a she's all that sort of situation, I guess. Um, but this was before that. Maybe this was the inspiration. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but helps her become cool. She ends up dumping him. Um, and Corey kind of, again, is kind of like, what does it mean to be cool? I don't know. And he, I don't think he arrives at any conclusion at the end. Yeah. It's another Philly shenanigan, I think. I Sort of gets into trouble, gets some things messed around, doesn't learn anything in the end.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There's not really a shenanigan per se. They're not trying to get away with anything. I don't know. I guess we'll get it right. Other than like having a date to the dance. Yeah, like a cool date to the dance. I don't, I don't know. I've got so many problems. So <laughs> here's my expectation that I think kind of messed this one up for me. Okay. Um, of all of the episodes in season two, I was kind of dreading this one. I'm not even sure I could have told you why I was dreading it. Like Band on the Run, I kind of thought would be nothing.
0: Mm -hmm. A Band on the Run was
2: something. It was something. I (laughs) I
0: greatly enjoyed that episode.
2: But this one, I was like, "Ah, I don't want to watch that one. And I don't know why. Like, I honestly don't. Um, And in a lot of ways, it exceeded my expectations. But in a lot of ways, it was exactly what I feared Mm -hmm. it would be. I'll tell you the problem right now with this episode.
0: And Topanga says it best when she says it is just destructive gender biased thinking mm-hmm. that's the whole thrust of the episode yeah plus yeah. cool like what is cool and what makes a girl cool and what makes a guy cool
2: yeah this this episode is a weird counterpoint to the uninvited i think mm-hmm. in that you know it's this effortless coolness that sean has yeah um, but now it's like a efforted cool but well, I, I think it's like for girls, maybe, they have to put in effort to be cool. Mm-hmm. That's true. We'll get into it Yeah, as we go. We'll, we'll definitely get into it as we go. I, I've got so many, I've got question marks next to all my ratings this time. Yeah,
0: we're just gonna, I think it's safe to say, I, I don't think our discussion is going to raise the stock of this episode for us.
2: Probably not. Maybe. I, I really don't know. I more. don't think
0: so. I don't think I'm going to be convinced uh, to change my opinion.
2: I don't know if, I don't know what my opinion is at the moment. So. Okay, well, we'll get
0: there. Um, I know so, it's not high. Yeah, so as I said in the synopsis, we're starting off the turnaround dance. Mr. Feeney's hanging up signs, and Turner gives him a hard time, like, don't you have a, like an underling who can do this sort of mindless work for you? And Feeney's like, oh, of course, here you go, and give them to Turner. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun little banter between the two of them, which I feel like is when Feeney and Turner are at their best together. Mm-hmm. It's not when they're opposed, no when uh, Feeney's a foil to Turner and whatever cool thing Turner's trying to do. But when they're like, cor- sort of repartee co-workers. Yeah.
2: Boss and employee, more or less. Yeah. Uh, teasing each other a little bit. hmm Stuff like that. Um, Feeney is much more pleasant in these two episodes. So much more pleasant. Yeah. He's still not given a ton, but yeah. he's much but he's, pleasant. But he's he's not like this boogeyman. Yeah. Um. Even in the next... I can't, I'm not going to skip ahead to the next episode, but I have some stuff to say about Feeney in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say something really funny. Yeah, and something really insightful. Um, smart man, that Feeney. Smart man, that Feeney. Just what? not t- up to this point. No. Well, okay. We won't need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so he's hanging out up oh, posters for the turnaround dance. Um, so everyone's kind of reacting to that. Mm-hmm. And Turner's like, so now the guys have to sweat it out. Yeah. While well,
0: the girls do the asking. Um, at which point we see Catherine has returned mm-hmm. Cat um, from a few episodes ago uh-huh. and Jonathan or she's going to be chaperoning the dance because Feeney told her to because he's her boss mm-hmm. and so that's what happens it I did make a note I'm so glad that we don't really have elementary school dances that I would need to chaperone we do have one but the PTA does it and so it's not like required for me to be there but you're on the PTA I guess I am a member <laughs> you're right but I am the T in PTA. The only one. Yes. He's the only the one. The sole T in PTA is me.
2: Um, I was actually going to ask if you've ever had to like chaperone a kids event like this. Nope. Mm-hmm.
0: We do different like family events in the building that we have to go to like art night and like STEM night, mm-hmm. science, science technology, technology, engineering, and math. And done. Yes, I know. Trees. Just for our listeners. I feel like STEM is a pretty ubiquitous term there at you this go. point. Um
2: it's becoming more Cameron's word than mine. Let's just be <laughs> honest.
0: It, I mean, it's not a bad word.
2: No, I don't Use like it.
0: sparingly. <laughs> um, so, things like that. We have like a cultural night where we all, all the classes do stuff about different countries and the kids do like dances from different countries and we make posters and but do that's things more from just But people. it's more just like come and go, not like I have to make sure kids aren't grinding up on each other. Well, thank goodness.
2: I mean, TikTok dances don't have grinding in them, so you're probably good, right? I imagine... There could be. I imagine school dances these days are just kids doing TikTok Any dances. Any dance is close enough together. Could be. I'm, I'm just saying. No one's dropping it like it's hot like it, they did when we were kids. Uh, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, uh, like
0: Savage, I feel like there's some some hip-hop in that I goes mean, along with that one. I mean, there is. There is. Grinding finds a way. Grinding finds a way. I don't see
2: nothing wrong with a little bumpy. I do when they're like ten. <laughs> I do when it's an R. Kelly song and that yeah. makes it sad now. Not not an unproblematic fave. R. Kelly. Bump and grind is so good. Why do you have to ruin it by being you? <laughs> um, it just kinda
0: sounded like Harley Kiner speaking
2: to Corey Matthews. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, so turnaround dance, guys sweat it out. Did you ever go? Did you ever have one of these? You no. weren't the most
0: involved. I went to a lot of dances because there were girls there. That's yeah, fun. Um, we never had anything like this either. And I don't feel like we'll get to it because pretty quickly they're like, we need to get a date. And Eric's being like, you just got to be near them so that they know, like they can see you so they can ask you. And then he like basically wraps his arm around a girl and follows her. Yes. Very creepily. Very creepy. Um, Not okay, Eric. But then Corey's trying to be visible and then Topanga comes and says she's not. Going because she thinks that the idea of a turnaround dance makes it seem like it's up to the boys to do the asking every other time. Mm-hmm. And that's, as I said, destructive gender-biased thinking. Just as she said. Uh-huh. She did say that. Um, Which I agree with. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But I don't feel like when I was in high school that that was
2: the thought. So... I'm going to be honest. My memories of school dances were generally that single groups of friends went. Mm -hmm. Like single groups of friends that were guys and girls. And everyone kind of asked everyone to dance. Like it wasn't like you went with one person to dance with that one person. Generally, honestly, I feel like, and I could be wrong. uh, Terrace, if you're listening and I'm wrong, tell me. But I feel like couples didn't go to dances because... I mean, let's face it, a dance is kind of a mating ritual and they were already mating. Yeah, <laughs> in, in quotation one. marks. Yes, they were already like... <laughs> together. Together. Like, they didn't
0: need to find someone at the dance.
2: I feel like I hung out with my buds until I worked up the courage to go ask a girl to dance or a girl asked me to dance. Mm-hmm. Like, and, just, and it wasn't like the pressure was all on
0: you yeah. to do that. I feel like the same. I feel like my first school dance in the seventh grade, I took a date because I was like, well, that's what you do. And she was like a good friend of mine. And we went um, later, like we went to prom, but she was two years older. So she was the one allowed to go to prom. And I was like barely allowed if I had a date that was a junior or a senior. And I was a freshman um, and she asked me. And so I went. And so both of those times, oh, it was nice. like I went because the girl asked. And so it's not like men ask to dance. Yeah, It's like,
2: Whatever. Yeah, everyone was just kind of having fun. It wasn't a wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so they've been to two dances now. In like four episodes. Yeah, in very close proximity to each other. And I feel like both of their dances were super lame. Uh-huh. Like, this one was less lame. A little bit less lame, but still pretty dang lame. And I just feel like, I mean, ours at least, like, there was like a couple of light machines, mm-hmm. and like the music was loud. I guess <laughs> and, if you're doing like a... Uh,
0: tv sitcom you need to be able to have the actors do their scenes
2: yeah and
0: if you have that like you can't
2: yeah it's true i don't know it, the, the whole this whole concept to me is weird um maybe we were maybe because we were early millennials and like these guys are pretty gen x like maybe we just missed a train of mm-hmm. like maybe things had changed by the time we got around to doing yeah, when we got to doing it because yeah, this just this didn't resonate with me. Um, I I find it very attractive when a girl asks me out. Um, so I mean, I normally do the asking, probably ninety percent of the time. But I have been asked out a few times, and um, I find that I find that very attractive. All right, um,
0: tell us more about yourself, Chance, for our <laughs> listeners, just to know anything they need to know if they want to spend know. an evening out on the town with you. <laughs> No. <laughs> Chance Anderson, he enjoys uh, long walks on the beach. and <laughs>
2: In landlocked Oklahoma. A good,
0: a good book and someone to curl up with to read it.
2: That would be good. I'd, I'd enjoy that. A nice <laughs> cup of coffee. I, I, I'm spitballing here. I don't know. I do like coffee. Hey, I'm three for three. Uh, it's true. Uh, well, the oh, beach. beach. I, if, you, if we had a beach. If we had a beach, a long walk on one would be good. Really get those calf muscles working. Yeah. I feel like long walks on paths made for walking are much easier. It's true. And it can be nice. We don't have the
0: ocean here in Oklahoma, but we have like wilderness trails. And I think there's something really nice about a,
2: a prairie. I mean, I've grown up in the Great Plains, so there is a certain beauty to flatness mm-hmm. that I have I have grown to love. Yeah. And it's not quite as flat as Kansas. So. No. So anyway, lots to talk about in this episode. Yes, <laughs> we're loving it. We're loving it. Um, we do have to address them. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have been remiss in our duties as everything is canon people. Uh And I feel like we need to just figure this out real quick. Okay. I love it. Where's Topanga been? Why is Topanga in and out? Where has Topanga been? Because she wasn't
0: in the last two episodes.
2: Nope. She wasn't in the last two episodes. Um, And she kind of vanishes and then comes back. And, I mean, she's in one of their four English classes. Maybe. At least one. Maybe she... Mm -hmm i don't know i mean her her friend is a little new agey Uh so i'm thinking maybe they like take her out occasionally to do some kind of homeschooling thing could be like oh topi we're going to we're going to this forest to try to save it and we've already talked to your school and they're giving you the leave to do it and they'll give you credit in science or something Uh, And I mean, she would probably be the type to complete her homework if she was out. Because that's all I can think of. Like, why is this girl in and out? Now, we know the real reason is because Daniel Fishel wasn't fully a cast member yet and wasn't dedicated to every episode. Mm -hmm. But But we got to figure out where she was. Maybe
0: she was, because I feel like we're getting to like really smart Topanga. Mm -hmm. Maybe she was like trying out some fancier school or something like that. And she was just like. I don't really like this. Like, this isn't, for me, I don't like the rigidity and the structure.
2: I'd rather be in regular school. Oh, I, I, I can dig that. So maybe she, because I think she disappears and comes back twice. Mm-hmm. So maybe one time she was doing that for, like, a, a really fancy school. And one time she was doing it for, like, a really loose kind of liberal arts school. And she's like, she didn't really like you I just want to go and be in my school with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, I can't be 100%, but I'm pretty sure we have to it for the rest of the season. I think she sticks around. We'll have to yeah. penga watch. You'll hear it here first. But let's let's say that that is the the canon. You know, she, had, an, she it, had to be somewhere. It's not. It is not that Daniel Fishel was only signed on for a certain number of episodes. That's not true. That is our limited brains. Mm-hmm. We need galaxy brains. Our galaxy brains. Our true brains know. And Topanga's got options, and she was just exploring. Insert GIF of that guy in glasses and a black turtleneck going, and the galaxy explodes out of his head. Uh, Yes, exactly. 100%. That is what just happened to us, and everyone at home, you should be having that experience too. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Open your minds. Uh, If there is something we haven't considered as to where Topanga is, uh, tweet us at bgworldfever or email us at bgworldfever at gmail.com. Please do. So here we have the inciting incident
0: where Corey is envisioning the most popular girl in school. Mm -hmm. Like asking him to the dance. And in his vision, he says, yes. Cut to another girl asking him to dance. And And this is where I wrote, this episode is mean. Yep. And then right after it, this dilemma sucks. Yep. (laughs) Because Corey is like, oh no, this unpopular girl asked me to go to the dance. She is lame. Therefore, I will be lame by association. Yeah. What is
2: their obsession with these status relationships? What yeah, I is don't this? Know. Is this a is this a thing people really think about? I mean, you and I were not popular or unpopular. I don't think. I mean, we were not just exactly right. <laughs> we were just there, like in school. Yeah, I hung out with popular kids. I hung out with "quote unquote" unpopular kids, whatever that means. Like, yeah, and I mean, I
0: feel like my schools, especially where I was, like seventh to tenth grade, was like thirty kids in our class. Oh wow! So it was like everybody was there. Yeah. And I wasn't, like, sporty or anything, so I feel like, in terms of status, maybe I was a little less, but I was, like, very involved in all sorts of stuff and, like, confident. and Yeah. Like, I had my good friends that we were all,
2: like, sort of nerdy, but who cared what anyone else did? Yeah. And that was the same. Like, you know, I would talk to the really popular kids about about things going on in town. Whatever popular kids talk about. uh, (laughs) Yeah. About things going on in town or stuff like that, and I would talk football games. Yeah, who's made the cheerleading squad? Well, about girls a lot. Who's got a new honest. new sweet truck? And I had my close friends that I would talk about everything about. And there were people that I think would be considered unpopular that I'd, you know you talk to them about, like just kind of. Hey, just everyone is together. So yeah, I just this is this whole idea of status. It's just something I don't get. Yeah, it's just a weird through line.
0: Because this isn't our first time we see it. No. But I feel like that is kind of the meta narrative of season two. Is Corey kind of being obsessed with his status at this school? He's constantly chasing something Mm -hmm. that will kind of cement him in his place from the very first episode all the way through till now, all the way through till the end of the season. Mm -hmm. He's like trying to find his thing.
2: Yeah, I I think that's I think that's true. It's so weird because like it's him and Eric that are really like chasing status and everyone else seems to be pretty, pretty settled into where their status Mm -hmm. is. Like we don't see Sean like going out of his way for any kind of status. Yeah.
0: And maybe that's just, like, the way the story's being told. Like, of course, Corey feels this way because he's, it's from his perspective. And his brother is kind of shown this way because they're very close. But, like, it seems to Corey, like, everybody else knows what they're doing. But it's like, if we had multiple perspectives of the story, we would see nobody really feels that way.
2: No one's, like, perfectly confident and comfortable
0: in who they are, probably.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Maybe with the exception of Topanga. Yeah. Um. Topanga is perfect. I mean, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So Ingrid comes up to him. She asks him out. Apparently, she's lame. Apparently, with with the reveal, I think
0: we're supposed to be like, oh, what a what a terrible nerd. She's got like thick glasses they're and not even pigtails. Yeah. She's got I feel like if her hair was a little different, they, and maybe if she like her dress was belted in a certain way, she would look no different than like a modern day kind of hipster. Yeah. Girl.
2: 100%. Like, I think I picked up 100% from TC. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> I feel like he's that's all. That.
0: Um, yeah, but the the show is making us think like she's kind of shown as like kind of almost this like stereotypical nerd outsider, kind of lame girl.
2: See? I feel like they do that with Alvin, Simon, and... Ubaldo. Ubaldo. Thank you. I feel like they do that with them. But I don't... Ingrid looks normal to me. Yeah. Maybe she didn't do her hair today or something. I mean, pigtails is a choice. Whatever. She she has great skin. She's thin. Yeah, she seems nice. Like, Like... What's not to like? What's not to like about Ingrid? And then they, like... They show her other two friends, and I think we're supposed to be like, oh, they're the lame girls. But they seemed fine. They're normal
0: girls. girls.
2: Yeah, I don't understand.
0: Um, Yeah, I guess there's not, like, a... Like, if you had a male nerd... Character in the '90s that's very easy to like codify, mm-hmm. just like pocket protector, suspenders, bow tie, braces, tape on the glasses. Like, there's these visual cues that are established in sort of pop culture to signify nerd in that way. But for female characters, not as much.
2: Yeah, I, I guess there isn't like a good shorthand to figure mm-hmm. out if this girl is a loser. But like, I don't know, they could have done something with her posture. They could have done yeah. something with like <clears throat> she seems cool. Yeah, she seemed fine. Like I don't, I don't see the problem. Yeah, but then. They go to class, Mm -hmm. and they're reading Pygmalion, so we'll add Pygmalion to the list. Pygmalion also kind of sucks. I Uh, think it's a fine play, fine
0: read, very well written. However, the central messaging of that is, you know, Eliza Doolittle, who's like this cockney-accented woman that I forget the name of the man in Pygmalion, but he's like, I'm going to raise her status by changing the way that she speaks. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to come in and, like, raise her a lot in life. Um, as the man, as the guy who's going to come in and do it. Um, And so that's like very
2: icky as well. I was going (coughs) to say the modern version of this would be Pretty Woman, but that is not modern anymore. That is a 30-year-old movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if this story gets told anymore. Yeah, Probably for good reason. I mean, it sucks. So Yeah, it's it's not. You would be better if you were
0: X. Uh And I mean, Turner kind of makes a point, like the way we present ourselves alters our way people perceive us Mm -hmm. and respect us. And I think that that's true to an extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way our brain works is we associate things together. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, this is like X, so I can treat it like X um, for good and bad because that can lead to all sorts of terrible prejudices and Ways that we discriminate against other people. Um, So in terms of pointing that out, like, I think that's good to point out. But then it's just kind of like the end result of Pygmalion and, and kind of this episode is so you should change the way you are to be more acceptable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that it's inevitable that that will happen. I think there is a generational thing here. And I know I've already talked about generations once. But I do think this is a generation that may have played to Gen X better than Millennials. Because I think there is a difference that... I think there was a switch with Millennials... Where millennials believed in like, no, I have inherent worth. And if you're like judging me based on the way I'm talking or what I'm wearing, that's really a you problem. Mm -hmm. Whereas Gen X and boomers were definitely more like. Oh, you need to fit into the mold. Yeah. Society has this way of working. And, you know, if you're outside of how society is, just know there's going to be consequences for you Mm -hmm. based on Like
0: counterculture is bad.
2: Yeah, in a lot of ways. And I think we as millennials, like, maybe it's because we, we, we grew up worshipping the outsider. Not the book, but, like, the idea of... Mm-hmm. The DC Comics team. <laughs> yes, the DC the Comics. Outsiders. The outsiders. Yes, S.E. Hinton. The outsider. No. The, we we kind of grew up, like, kind of worshipping the rebel and uh-huh. loving the, the underdog. That I think we're just like, I think millennials, and especially Gen Z, I don't think Gen, Gen Z gives two Fs what <laughs> what anyone thinks <laughs> Or of, even but, One. Um, and I could be wrong, but yeah, I just feel like this is, we, we as millennials are much more like, this is who I am, and if you have a problem with that, it's, it's you needs you, to change. It's a you problem. Which, you know, pretty woman, um, she's all that. Pygmalion is all more like, I can raise your stature in mm-hmm. society.
0: My Fair Lady, which was the musical version of Pygmalion.
2: Yeah. Um, I have never, I've never read Pygmalion. So. No, I read it in college. I mean, it's fine. I'm Sure. But I just know the story
0: from it. Really I mean, it's, it's a well known story, yeah. Um, I do
2: have things to say about Sarah Bergerac next episode, okay? But. I don't really. Um,
0: um, wasn't that Steve Martin movie, Roxanne, based off of it? I just remember the movie Box where he has the big nose. Oh, I don't, we'll get yeah. to that. Um, um, so basically, as you can guess, as I've already synopsized. Um, they're going to judge up Ingrid.
2: Well, let's not go there quite yet, because there is one through line in this episode that is the only through line I really love in this episode. Oh, yes. Where he wants to dump Ingrid, his dad tells him not to, and then Eric tells him he can't because of the International Women's Network. Uh (laughs) (laughs) This is the funniest part about this whole episode. It's like the only redeeming part. I
0: feel like the Turner and Catherine stuff. Yes. I like. Yes.
2: Uh, Yeah, and there's a moment at the end that Mm -hmm. is my favorite scene in the episode. Basically, throughout the episode, Catherine
0: is like, Turner's like, well, of course she's going to ask me. And she never does. She's like, oh, those guys are sweating it out, huh? Poor dopes. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, poor dopes, and he's banging his head against the wall,
2: and it's well, just like, and she always starts with like, oh, Jonathan, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. She's just like majorly messing with his head, and yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, she's doing it, it's a good it's a good. She's dynamic. doing the Lord's work. I I like Catherine. I don't okay. think she's super well written in her first episode, Mm-mm. but I like her better here. Um, but yeah, so uh, the International Women's Network, mm-hmm. where apparently if you tell one woman. Anything. Every woman everywhere knows it. Yes. As uh, demonstrated by Morgan's only appearance in this episode, Uh she's getting something out of the fridge. I really liked mom's vegetarian chili the other day, Eric says to Corey. Uh And then Morgan leaves. Morgan, like
0: a couple seconds later, in comes Amy. I didn't know you liked my chili. (laughs) What do you boys
2: want for dinner tonight? (laughs) Yep. Um, Which is a funny idea. Obviously an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. Maybe not that much one may and it um, let's let let it it is throw the caveat out there there is a problematic element to this of saying all girls are big gossips and that is uh, i don't think that's what they're doing here i think they're taking a much lighter tone of it Mm -hmm. but if you see that way and have a problem with that that way i mean you're not invalid
0: yeah i mean i feel like in general people are gossips yeah people like to talk about other people not just women
2: yeah Exactly. So, but he basically says if he if he wants to ever have a girlfriend again, he can't do this to this girl because no girl will ever trust him again. Mm-hmm. He's already... Done a lot <laughs> of terrible things. He's already insinuated he slept with a girl that he didn't... Well, I mean, said he slept with a girl. Yeah, there was no <laughs>
0: insinuation.
2: So, I'm feeling like the network already doesn't like Corey, but... Mm-hmm. But okay, fine. Whatever. That's, and then, so they decide to what you were saying. Uh-huh. They're going to Eliza
0: Doolittle this. Mm-hmm. They're going to take her and make her cool with the help of Sean's date
2: to the dance. Yes. Becky? Becky. She seems cool. Yeah. Um, it may be because I watched it last night. There's a lot of elements of Clueless in this episode. Maybe so. I have no idea why I watched Clueless last night. I realized that I probably have never actually seen all of Clueless while I was watching Clueless. (laughs) But I was watching Clueless last night and there's a lot of elements because like the whole point of that is there's a new girl and she's kind of lame. So the popular girls like work together. Well, work together to make her cool because they want to do a good deed for somebody. (laughs) So they want to elevate this girl. Um, by making her popular, and it backfires in a lot of ways. Not as much as it should. There's not yeah. a lot of consequences for the selfishness in that movie, but we, th- this isn't a clueless podcast. Maybe we should start one. I think there wasn't there a TV show? Uh, maybe. I think there was. I don't know.
0: There's a lot to work with. If we decide to go that route in the future.
2: Yeah. Oh, and just my my final clueless note that kind of Becky's outfits were kind of similar to Cher's outfits in Clueless. Um, So I feel like there was some clueless Mm -hmm. stuff going on in this episode. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But they are working with Becky to kind of piece together this idea of a cool girl. Yeah. Um, Using some magazines that they found on Amy's bedside table.
2: Yes. Then she says, you didn't go through the drawer, did you? Oh, my. Amy? What was in the drawer? I don't know. <laughs> guys, I don't, really, I don't really want to talk about it. Guys at home, what was in the drawer?
0: You can you can say. I don't <laughs> want to say. I mean, minimum it was condoms.
2: Minimum. Minimum, but... Anyway.
0: Yeah, basically all of that pointed out to me was um, beauty standards are really awful. Yeah, beauty standards are really awful.
2: And, uh, and they're sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
0: Amy is like, these women, they look starved. And all these things about them She's like, where did you even get these magazines? And then Corey's like, your bedside table. So it's
2: just like... She didn't even realize that uh-huh. without the context of... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so, so it's just like very much like women need to be this certain way. And we'll get to that kind of at the end
2: as well when they go to the dance. Because I noticed something. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, they, they reveal Ingrid. She, I guess... She's in a, she's more in a dress, fl- and
0: her hair is down, and she doesn't yeah. have glasses.
2: She's in a more flattering dress is the big change.
0: Because mm-hmm. her previous dress was sort of brown. Kind of frumpy? Yeah, it was just, it wasn't, like,
2: flattering in any way. Yeah. It
0: just was, it was. Yeah.
2: So apparently this girl just never realized, oh, if I wear clothes that fit me better, I'll be more popular. Okay. And she she's not portrayed, well... She's portrayed a lot like Minkus in a lot of ways, and a lot not. Like, most of the time, Minkus seemed pretty comfortable in his skin with who he was. Mm-hmm. But this girl, it, like... She, Never seemed to.
1: Well, but at the, at the She did until
2: they
0: changed her, and then she's like, I must be cool. Yeah. You I have know, to make me to cool. cool.
2: Yeah, and it's like, there's this idea that, like, oh, everyone just wants to be the cool kid in school. Mm-hmm. Which maybe it's true. Maybe we're the weird ones. It's possible. I just... I never cared about being cool. Um, I, I mean, if there was a girl I liked and she liked something specific, I might try to get into that thing, mm-hmm. like talk to her. But that wasn't me trying to be like... You just trying amb- to have something to talk about. Yeah, I was trying to get with a girl. Like, I, it was never like this ambiguous idea of like, cool. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble relating. hmm I did think it was funny though when
0: Sean is just like, "This isn't going to work." Like she's beautiful, but she's not cool. It's like she needs a foreign sounding name, like Amaretto or Frangelica or Kalua, which two of those are alcohols. <laughs> and then she's like, "I am foreign. I have a foreign name. My name is Ingrid." Yeah, which is um, which is kind of telling that they don't think about that because I think. White culture is almost viewed as, like, not having a culture. Because sure. it's sort of the dominant thing. The dominant eastern culture. Or the dominant eastern. western culture. It's kind of like white culture. And so it's like, I don't really have a culture. Like, you're not really foreign to me. Even though your like, family's from Sweden. Like Because well, you're and
2: white. and just an Italian name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kalua is...
2: Uh, Hispanic-ish. A
0: coffee, coffee-based liqueur. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's sort of Aztec. Yeah. On the bottle. But,
2: or is it Hawaiian. We don't know. We're not experts. Yeah, it is weird. It's a weird. It's good. Yeah, (laughs) I I don't. I actually don't know if I've ever had. It's good. Okay, Uh, I love amaretto. It's one of my favorite liqueurs. But uh, this is not an alcohol podcast. Maybe it should be. I don't think. I don't think uh, we're equipped for that. I mean, I do enjoy a good glass of bourbon or rum. I just feel like that's not enough to make a whole <laughs>
0: podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway. Today we tried this one that was the same as the other ones because we only know three drinks. <laughs> I know more than three drinks. Four drinks.
2: Uh, here's here's a recipe for you at home. <laughs> here's a recipe for you at home. Okay. You uh, make very strong coffee. Make it much stronger than you normally would. You can do like an, an espresso. You can do an espresso um, and maybe like an uh, Americano, mm-hmm. but... Uh, don't water it down as much as you normally would because you want it to be pretty strong. Melt a scoop of vanilla ice cream in it. Listen, some am salt. And uh, put two ounces of amaretto liqueur in it. And it's kind of this like chocolate, or not chocolate, uh, this kind of like cherry, creamy, nutty Ooh. kind of coffee. Sounds delightful. It's delicious. Uh, it's a drink that I make for myself. Well, it has been Chance's Drink Corner. Yeah, with two ounces of amaretto and coffee and <laughs> ice cream. It's not to love. love um but yeah so it's great anyway that's that's been uh, our podcast within a podcast Uh chances drink corner hope you enjoyed it (laughs) maybe it'll come back again maybe it won't maybe it won't i mean maybe like the honeymoon episode i've got a lot to say about rum oh yes (laughs) he's a regular jack sparrow uh kind of But anyway, yes, so she needs a fancy name. Mm -hmm. She needs to be foreign, but luckily she's from Switzerland. Yes, she's Swedish from Switzerland. (laughs) She's like from Sweden.
0: (laughs) <laughs> from Sweden, uh-huh. and so he's like, the beach is there that they sunbathe in the nude. Sunbathe, not sunbathe. Yes, sunbathe in the nude. She's like, yeah, it's no big deal. He's like, this is it. This is the one. Yeah. So then at school they're like, the women sunbathe in the nude. The mall nude. School nude. At the Gap, all they sell are hats, <laughs> which is like that's a funny line. At the Gap, all they sell are hats. The rest of it that everyone's just like, oh my gosh,
2: this is amazing. Yeah. There's nudity there. She's like, hey, what's with, what's with their clothes? None. I don't want to tell you, but underneath them, she's nude. (laughs) What? (laughs) What a, uh, I mean, it works. It's very funny. Uh Uh-huh. You know, grabbing onto the nude beach angle for Sweden, a country where nine to ten months is winter because it's a Nordic winter nation, kind of odd. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, I you gotta spend
0: those three, four months that you have in uh, total freedom. <laughs> yeah, to- total freedom. Um, but I gotta think are there a lot of beaches? One, two, if you're at a higher altitude, you're gonna sunburn way easier. And they're very fair.
2: Well, I mean, the southern tip of Sweden is definitely got beaches on it. Okay, um, um, I'm just saying. But it's definitely North Atlantic. Like, I mean, it's up there. It's, uh-huh.
0: I mean, you're at a higher elevation, you're going
2: to uh, burn more easily. Yeah. I not uh, It's an odd line to catch on but... Yes, but it works. Yeah, I guess if you have teenagers think about nakedness, they're in. hmm So... Uh, Sex sells. Yeah. And he he's like, here she comes now, and she walks in with Corey. She's wearing what looks more Dutch to me than uh-huh. Swedish, but maybe. Sure. Yeah, I, Scandinavian.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sort of a milkmaid-ish kind yeah. of outfit. A
2: lederhosen. I don't think Almost, a but a dress. Yeah, a later dressing. A later dressing. That's probably it. Yeah. So something Scandinavian. Um, I am Norwegian, so. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, Ingrid is so cool. And Sean's like, or Corey's like,
0: it's working. Like, yes. we've done it. And then they go to lunch, and Ingrid dumps Corey. Yeah. Because this other boy that's never noticed her before has finally started talking to her. And so she
2: asked him to the dance. Yeah. Um, with Corey wearing the thickest sweater I've ever seen. Uh, it, it is worked. Christmas time. Yeah, I guess. In Philadelphia, it's probably getting cold. But I feel like no one else is dressed that warmly there. Yeah, I mean, like, and you never see anyone dressed like that again. Yeah. Uh, what's with Feeney in this scene? Is that Ingrid... I don't remember what the last name was. And they're like, yeah. And, and he goes, good lord, what has she done to herself? <laughs> <laughs> what? And then he corrects Sean's grammar. Yes. Classic. <laughs> he corrects Sean's g- grammar and uh, He's like,
0: Cory and, Corrie, oh yeah, and me did that to her. Cory and I. Everybody's trying to take my credit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I, Feeny's super judgmental. Uh-huh. She doesn't look that different. She took off her glasses.
0: Like, I, I'm pretty sure she's even in pigtails because of the later person. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just like, I think it's Tina Fey that said it. Boys don't make passes at like girls who wear glasses.
2: Oh, well, that's odd because I'm very attracted to girls who wear glasses. But, okay. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Feeny's weird. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of that classic '90s. I feel like you see it a lot in movies, like the girl takes her glasses off and you realize she was beautiful all along. Yeah. Kind of that moment. <laughs> yeah. Take off your glasses, Chance. Take <laughs> them off right now. Oh my goodness, <laughs> those
2: dreamboat eyes, like colorless eyes. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, my eyes aren't an actual color, so. I just, there's so much to say. I feel like we're talking a lot about it. Well, I mean, I feel like. But we're not talking good about it. I feel like the bad episodes always have a lot to say. Uh-huh. Because I have a problem, maybe, with every scene in this entire thing. It's true. So she dumps Corey. Um, Sean
0: shows up. He's like, how did you know? Like, oh, I'm tapped into the girls now, or the, the Women's
2: Information Network. Yeah, the women's network. Um, the two, the two like other popular girls are at the table too, and they're just terrible. Mm-hmm. They're just like, why is he? Here? Becky and Allison. Allison. Yeah. yeah. Allison. Allison. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Allison, but it's a weird scene. But Sean coming up and being like, "Oh, I'm tapped into the women's network." It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh,
0: then they cut to, or Allison comes and asks Corey mm-hmm. to take her. To the dance.
2: Yeah, she's she specific emphasis on take her to the dance. Yes, would you take me to the dance? Not would you go with me, not would you be my date, uh-huh. would you take me like, to the
0: dance? Like it sounds odd even as she's saying it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, would you take me to the dance? Um, even again, because it's like the girl's asking the guy to take him to the dance. Mm-hmm. And so it's like kind of odd on the ears in that moment anyway, um, but that does come into play later.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and even when Ingrid asks and Becky asks, both of them is like, would you go with me? Uh-huh. Which is, the way you take me? Yeah, Do would you take mates. me is, is an odd thing. He grovels at her feet, uh-huh. hugs her legs. Yes. It's very it's odd. weird.
0: Um, then we cut to uh, Alan and Amy are like decorating the Christmas tree because this is obviously the Christmas episode. Yeah, Everything so... in this just screams holiday cheer. It's Christmas.
2: Um, which does mean that since episode 206 up until now has all taken place in November. We were trying to figure that out last mm-hmm. week.
0: Well, I mean, Christmas kind of come like, you usually have two weeks in school. Okay. So this is, like, December. The previous episode was December. So you had, like, four in November and then two weeks here. Sure. So you have kind of six weeks. Six episodes in six weeks.
2: Yeah. It's it not ju- too bad. It seems like a lot's happened in six weeks. I mean, Teresa Kiner and mm-hmm. the two girls. And, and then it's just suddenly gone. Yeah. Um, Life moves pretty fast at John Adams time. Teresa, we miss you. Come on the show. Yes, you don't exist. I know, but you were you were far superior to every woman in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris, come yes. on the show, um, man. That would be a get. But yeah, so um, then they're yeah they're getting ready, and Eric's like, oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just make myself pretty on the couch and wait for him to come to the door and have the interrogation with the parents. <laughs> yeah, and then she honks and he goes, "I feel cheap, but I kind of like it." <laughs> Which that's that's my, I guess, Eric MVP moment. Yeah, like it's it's <laughs> wonderful
0: talking about the women's network. Yeah, and then this,
2: he, I just think, like, I feel cheap. And you're like, Aw, "Oh, I kind of <laughs> like it, <laughs> but I kind of like it." <laughs> uh, I guess they're taking. Corey and Allison Mm -hmm. to the
0: dance which is nice I guess and then Alan and Amy are planning a sort of romantic evening like the second they walk out the door Amy's like lock the door and she pulls up a tray with like champagne and some which why even put it to the side if you're gonna still have it in plain view Uh (laughs) it's like just on the side of the couch I guess that they're coming from down the stairs and they're gonna be here and going this way (laughs) but it's just I think it's just for the comedy of here's my tray all ready to go and then Alan starts giving Amy a shoulder rub I feel like this is a very sweet little moment that pays off in a big way in the end
2: do you ever think you will have this moment with Sarah where like both kids are gone lock the door (laughs) well I have
0: some thoughts on why because I feel like they're often like this or they're like sneaking around and stuff next episode we'll get into it because there's key pieces of information that kind of come to light nice um, that I think help explain kind of their way that they will say their randiness Randy. I guess.
2: Oh, well, I mean, I do. I think there's a moment where like the kids are all grown up enough to have things to do outside the house mm-hmm. and there probably is like a major amount of freedom to be like like we get to be alone. Mm-hmm. Like like this hasn't happened in so long. That's why I'm asking you
0: like do you think you'll have that moment? I mean probably because yeah. it's like that it seems exciting.
2: Yeah, but then unfortunately, your kids get more and more to do outside the house, and you're like, why don't my kids ever come home? Yeah,
0: my children love me anymore. Okay, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I don't here know. is much. where we get to this double standard of like beauty standards again because we get to the dance, all the female characters. Are dressed in like nice dresses, mm. looking really nice. Corey and Sean are both wearing pretty much exactly what they wear every day. Corey's got a t shirt on with a very oversized flannel over it and jeans. Nothing nice at all, while Allison is wearing like this black dress that looks like pretty nice. And she probably put a lot of thought and effort into her outfit, wherein Corey and Sean are just kind of showing up, just yeah. like the poor schlubs.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the style. I mean, even if you think about, like, really nice-dressed guys in, like, music videos at the time, it was more like khakis and tight t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's definitely a double standard for sure. Um, it's the society at large that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. post no. just... Uh It was the post-grunge era. I don't know. Um, but you're right. It is a double standard. Uh, this is when Allison reveals... And she was going to go meet her boyfriend Mm
0: -hmm. who's in ninth grade, but she's not allowed to date ninth graders. So she gets another guy to take her to any sort of function. And then she goes and meets up with her boyfriend and everybody knows this. Yeah. Which I'm not sure why any guy would agree to do that, that, but okay. Right. Corey was desperate. Maybe she was waiting so she could see who was desperate.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. But then if everybody knows that, it's not
0: really a status thing. It's like, oh, there's the guy who's bringing Allison. Yeah. So she can go meet up with her boyfriend.
2: Yeah, I just don't know what guy would do that. I mean, I, if she had a friend, like a male friend, who would take her, mm-hmm. like, kind of lie to the parents for her. But I, it's just some random guy being like, oh, sure, I'll take you to a dance so you could see your boyfriend. Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so uh, then we get my favorite moment in the entire episode. uh uh-huh. Feeny accosting Turner uh-huh. and Cat.
0: Well, at first you don't know yeah. who it is. He's like, "Can you two just like peel away from each other for a moment?" Like, I can't believe in public. This You're is not the in the back, back of your car. Of car. <laughs> and then, like, the camera cuts back, and it's Turner and
2: Cat. Like, yeah. sitting there talking. Yeah, sitting there very normally. <laughs> and he goes, and he's like, "We're sitting and talking, George." And he's like, "Well, what if I go into this dance?" found a pretty woman chatted top.
0: her up and ignored the students and had a great time <laughs> it's like why don't you why, why don't you do that it's like well I guess I could and then he does <laughs> yeah and then he does and they're like oh miss whatever is over there he's like oh good
2: good point yeah uh,
0: <laughs> again I just love when their relationship is playful
2: yeah it's very playful here it's very funny mm-hmm. like just the the look on Feeney's face when he's like I guess I could <laughs> It makes me laugh thinking about it even now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, it, this B story is nothing. But, uh, but it's kind of everything in yeah. this episode. Well, and I even have a note here. I want this episode to be about Jonathan and Kat way more than I want it to be about Corey and Ingrid.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, because then we have sort of a reveal where Ingrid is, like, all wet Mm -hmm. And she's like, I was with the cool kids. We were by the pool. For some reason, just allowed to be by the pool, unsupervised. I guess because Turner and Kat were not chaperoning very well. Um, So that's their fault. And she's like, everyone was talking about how cool it would be if we just jumped in. So I did. But I guess cool people don't actually do things. They just talk about doing them, which is weird. And then she and Corey have a moment talking about, like, being who you are. And I feel like the thing is coming down on, like, you don't have to make yourself over yeah and that's like bad but i don't think that's true either because why not to wear is a fabulous show <laughs> clinton and stacy are wonderful <laughs> i've watched just about every episode of that expectancy. show it is so good but it's like the way you present yourself like you can be true to yourself but present yourself in a way that like you do seem more confident just in whoever you are And it's not like you have to fit in this mold but it's like there's certain ways of dressing yourself and taking care of yourself, that are, that do present kind of a better face of whoever it is you are. It doesn't change who you are, but it just shows kind of a more positive side,
2: I guess. See, I I could push back on that a little bit and just say that it's so subjective and so cultural. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what what is fashionable and what is the best presentation of yourself right now isn't necessarily what it was in the 90s. I don't know. Have you ever seen What Not to Wear? I haven't. No. Maybe you should. Um, I'm just saying there's not necessarily a, a timelessness about it. Um, I guess technically for men, suits of some style are always, mm-hmm. I mean, at least for the last hundred years, always. I want to go back to like
0: 1400s Germany, just like incredibly loud and vibrant and lots of frills and extra fabrics and things. Yeah. Why do men dress like that anymore? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I, I I don't know. This whole so let's let's just Corey gets dumped by Allison, who not really dumped, but kind of. The dumped. truth comes out of what she's doing. Allison's thing sucks. Yes, it does cool uh sean's like oh i heard you got dumped from the women's network i'll go get you punch and cookies he
0: actually doesn't say from the women's network does he is that when he's like no no this, oh, that's the next yeah
2: that's when he gets dumped the third, time. <laughs> the third time and he he goes and gets him some punch and cookies and he's like good sugar rush will help you ingrid comes they have that heart this heart to heart mm-hmm. and let's get into this heart to heart because nothing it's, uh-huh. nothing.
0: It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Because they're like, we should be comfortable as who we are and, like, know who we are and be glad about it. And then instantly, some boy's like, are you the girl that jumped in the pool? That's cool. You want to dance? And he's like, what about what we just said? And she's like, give me a break.
2: Yeah. She's like, she just says, give me a break. And, uh, well, and yeah, Corey makes a great point. You know, if we had just come here not trying to change each other, we probably would have had a great time. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. But the show does, doesn't land there yeah the show doesn't land there proto nick carter comes up and is just like <laughs> he's just like i think you are so cool so she dumps court in and it's just like what is this <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is this it's like can't figure out what it wants to say so it says everything and then undermines everything that it's said
2: yeah and i i am not i am not a person who needs my boy meets world episode to have a moral lesson mm-hmm. i don't i mean it's fun when they have moral lessons but I don't need them to, but this is just so nothing, and no one comes off as likable. Um, except for Eric. Except for Eric. Um, this whole scheme was Sean's idea. The, the whole scheme, scheme was Sean's idea. And I think Ryder is very charismatic. Mm-hmm. I think that Sean has so many funny moments, but he's not likable as a Yeah, person. he's doing a bad thing. Yeah, he's doing a bad thing and like doing it gleefully. Um, and Eric you know, Eric gets dumped by his girlfriend. And then they're like, we'll take a picture and in 20 years. We'll tell him that our girlfriends were just in in the
0: bathroom. Which Sean's was.
2: Yeah, which Sean's was. So they say dumped, dumped, and he says cheese cheese, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Eric's thing about like she hopes I understand that her ex-boyfriend came into town and there's still some feelings there. And he's like, oh are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Do you guys want a picture? Drop dead <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny. <laughs>
0: um so yeah. Yeah. So they got that picture and it's like happy holidays from Boy Meets World. Yeah. Um, as every good Christmas episode must have. Yeah. Because it's, it's everything episode. else has to do with Christmas so much. <laughs> um, and then we have kind of the tag on the end where they come home to find Alan and Amy asleep on the couch, like, frozen in the position of Alan rubbing Amy's shoulders.
2: Yeah, they got, like, a minute into... <laughs>
0: Yeah, into a shoulder rub and both fell asleep.
2: Yeah, Which there's no way Alan fell asleep like that. Yeah, he he has a bad back. Well, and... He would have fallen over. Yeah, he's kind of perched, like, on the back of uh-huh. a couch. It's like, not a
0: good sleeping position for his frail old body.
2: Can you sleep with your back, like... Locked. <laughs> locked, rigid, in... and... <laughs> no, but it's
0: very funny to think about. It is, and then Eric is like, "You don't need to see this, Corey. You go upstairs. I'll be there in a minute." And he like throws something at his dad and runs up the stairs. And then Alan's like, "Oh, is that is that good? Is that enough? It's time to switch for you to like rub my shoulders because I've been rubbing yours for six hours." As he looks at his watch and credits, yeah, credits Duns-
2: um, which uh, I do. When Eric goes, "You yeah, had such a nice night planned. Maybe it's not too late." It's it's a charming moment. <laughs> Eric has. All the charming moments in this uh-huh. episode.
0: The only charming moments, maybe?
2: He's not He's not the main character, but he's good. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get to ratings. I gave it a five. I'm going to give it a five, too. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, I was really conflicted because I thought the way this met the expectations that I already had for it may have been painting my... Because I was like, I'm not going to like this. And then I watched and I didn't like it. I'm like, was it?
0: Was it because I didn't like it or because I expected not to
2: like it? Yeah. Um, it's tough. It's tough. So I really needed to talk about it out, But it does. I take back when I said at, at The Uninvited, I said with my finishing statement, this episode sucks. I take that back. Come back to me. You're not the greatest episode, but you're fine. And now, this episode sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this episode sucks. This like...
0: supplants it as worst episode
2: like thus far. There's nothing egregiously wrong with it, but it has a bad message about women. It has a bad message about relationships. Like, you know, I would
0: rather... A be... bad message about Sweden. <laughs> Yes, a bad message about Sweden. They wear clothes in
2: Sweden. Eric is very funny in this episode. Um, I wish the whole episode was just about Turner and Kat. I think it would be a much better episode. Give Turner a focus episode where he's like, what's going on with Corey? Oh, I don't care. I want to date Kat. So there's good stuff in this, especially the Feeny stuff. Uh, the, when Feeney's like, oh, I guess I could. It's very funny. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it.
0: So the, isn't these bad. three like funny moments can't save the shipwreck. Yeah. of everything else that's going on.
2: It can't save the kids' storyline. The kids' storyline is trash. Um, yeah. We all have bad days. We all have bad days. Um, now Um I, I know now why I was dreading watching this episode. It's all clear. Uh, Ingrid deserves better. Corey deserves better. We all deserve better. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? The turnaround. This is the last time I'm going to think about you.
0: Yes, what did you name it?
2: You're gone from me. Um I actually did Boy Meets Pygmalion.
0: I just said Boy Meets Eliza Doolittle, which is the woman yeah. in Pygmalion.
2: We can do Eliza Meets... Uh, or uh, Eliza, Eliza, Doolittle. Doolittle. <laughs> Eliza Doolittle meets Boy. Yes. We can do Boy meets Eliza Doolittle. I like that. Okay. Um, I was not aware of the name of the person in Pigment, so.
0: She might just be the name of the person in My Fair Lady, but I think it's the same. Sure.
2: Um I not like this. I also thought Boy meets Clueless, but the connections really are there. Uh-huh, but, but it's subtext. Yeah. And you'd have to be aware of both the things. Yeah. Um, this I episode, said, this oh, episode has
0: strong overtones of Pirates of the Caribbean because I just watched it, but yes. it didn't. Well,
2: but, but it also doesn't. These are much stronger. But this um, next one uh, really doesn't either. Uh, and if it hasn't been clear, I think we're both in agreement, even though we haven't talked about it. MVP is Eric. Uh, yeah, Eric. <laughs> Sean. What I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh eric is not the main character but he is a delight throughout every the entire episode. Is good. um he doesn't quite take no for an answer one time but not in the worst way possible <laughs> um and simply for the end when he throws the whatever at alan and uh when he is like oh i'm gonna make myself comfy on the couch make myself pretty and that scene i <laughs> mean i feel so cheap I kind of, <laughs> but I kinda like of But I kinda like it. Um yeah. Both of those scenes are great. Eric, your MVP of this episode. I think it's your first MVP this season. I'm thinking so. Well You've made it, Kid. You deserved it more than anyone else. In fact, I kinda of wanna take back one of the Corey MVPs we've given. Have we given one? Yeah. He was definitely uh, um, the werewolf episode. Yeah, I think you're right. Um okay. But I kind of want to take it back just because of how bad Corey was in this episode. Sorry, um,
0: Corey. You've lost it. Phyllis Diller is now the MVP <laughs> of the werewolf episode.
2: <laughs> so that was
0: uh, 2.12 The turn around. Now we're going on to 2.13. See or no? Do you want to give us a synopsis here?
2: Yes. Um. Harley has a girlfriend and they bicker. Corey insults Harley in front of him. So he's going to kill him, but he is being a very smooth talker. The girlfriend likes the smooth talking. So instead of killing him in front of them, he has Frankie take them away to kill them. But instead of killing them, he makes a deal with them that they have to help him get a girl. A girl turns out to be Harley's girlfriend. Frankie wins Harley's girlfriend. Harley gets mad and goes and talks to Corey's parents.
0: (laughs) That's a perfect explanation of a wild episode.
2: Um, um, so, okay, my expectation for this one that I think really screwed me up. When I saw, what, what, okay, so the, the, um, the Disney post description for this is Cory plays cute, or Cory is asked to play cute, which, okay. Maybe halfway. Um... And when I saw it, I'm like, "Oh, this is that one where Corey and Sean coach Frankie into getting a girl." In my mind, that is the main plot of this episode.
0: But then you have like that doesn't even have to start to happen until
2: like a third of the way through, and it's one scene. Mm-hmm. That whole thing with the the part that I remember about this episode that I, I was thinking like lots of Frankie, lots of interactions with Frankie and the boys. Mm-hmm. Not very much. No, like it's it's not it's not what's happening at all. Um... Yeah. I am much
0: more positive about this episode than I am about the turnaround.
2: I think this is a better episode, but I'm going to need to talk through it before I decide how much It's better. much
0: funnier. I think some of the messaging is just as muddied sure, and maybe not good. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think the laughs are there. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think I really like the emphasis on some of the characters that we normally don't see. Yeah, I can agree. Um, Gloria is nice.
2: Yes, although, where are all these 50s greaser types Uh in this school coming from?
0: (laughs) Man, who knows? Um, But yes, uh, Gloria is nice. There is time travel in this universe. There is. Well, Minkus. Minkus discovered it. Maybe when he did that, he opened a wormhole. All these 50s greasers (laughs) fell out. Sure, we can go with that.
2: Um, (laughs) Or at least two. And then Frankie and Joey are kind of taken in yeah um yeah so it's a weird episode uh it starts in the classroom um they're reading cyrano de bergerac de bergerac de De bergerac uh, however you say it it's the french je de bergerac de bergerac okay they're reading cyrano de bergerac a book i have not read but i've like referenced in things Mm -hmm. i feel like it's another like well-known story yeah but here's the thing about cyrano de bergerac cyrano sucks he is very poetic. He is. He does do the whole like making him fall in love thing, but he complains the whole time. He is whiny. He is selfish. Like they're, they're, when they're talking. Classic male protagonist. When they are talking about the very beginning about oh he does this selfless thing because he loves him, blah blah. No, he's the worst. Like actually, so the boys read were closer the in their description of him being a dip. Yeah. Well, yes. The thing he does is very good. But he doesn't do it for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just awful. Um, so when, when they're talking, I'm just like, none of these girls actually read this book. Or maybe Turner had just assigned it and he was like, here's what happens. Here's what happens. And the girl's are like, aw. But there's no one way anyone reads that book and is like, oh, I'm You're Cyrano. Poor I Cyrano. so much. Like, Cyrano is actively awful in that book. Like, they do everything to make him not only ugly, but unlovable. Except he has a way with words. Mm-hmm.
0: So. And then, but to start off, Topanga has apparently her one great line that she's contractually obligated to have whenever she's in an episode. Because I don't think she ever shows up again. When the boys are like, this is dumb. And then um, Turner's like, Topanga, would you like to explain again? And she's like talking and she's like, you guys don't understand. That's where you're going to spend half of your life confused and the other half of your life
2: paying alimony. It's <laughs> just, just so. It is. It's great. Uh, I loved paying in this beginning. If I didn't know how terrible Cyrano is in book Cyrano, yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. But it's kind of a, a moot point. And they're they're having a spirited argument about, oh, he does this selfless loving thing for this girl, and also helps her fall for a lie because the guy who's actually. Saying the things isn't mm, real. Isn't really saying the things. So that's a thing that you would have to consider, but... Yeah, so it sets up a really weird, not good conflict, or just like the setup of like...
0: Yeah. Women desire romance, and men desire practical, or like... It's almost like men are want selfish things, or like to be thanked and praised and appreciated for the things that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess everybody wants to be appreciated for the things that they do, but men and women want it differently.
2: Something like that. Or, you know, there's almost an undertone of men just want sex. Like, like men just take the shortest route they can get to sex. And women want, like, romance and empathy, almost. Which, if you're out there listening, men want empathy. They want understanding. Mm-hmm. They want to be told, hey, your hair looks great today. Nothing wrong with doing that. Nothing wrong with doing that. It's true. Uh, compliment another man's beard. You'll brighten their day. It's true, also. Um, but, yeah, so... It, yeah, it's, it's this wild setup in this classroom. And then Sean is like, as they're talking through this,
0: Sean's like, will this be on the test? And then Turner's like, in more ways than you'll ever know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean that's that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's it's an argument there. Um, is it now that we cut to the backyard? Yep. So we cut to the backyard of the Matthews home where they're taking or Alan's taking a big box mm-hmm. out of Feeney's house that he's been storing there so Amy wouldn't find it um, because it's their anniversary, mm-hmm. seventeen years. So we got our big present. Yeah. Turns out
0: he got her a trash compactor. Yes. Because she asked for a trash compactor. Yes.
2: Not necessarily for their anniversary, but she has said that she wants the trash compactor. Mm-hmm. Um, and feeney is instantly like, "Oh no, you you didn't. <laughs> you fool! You you didn't do that." Uh, well, okay. And he brings oh, it. Sure, in. I'll
0: be talking to you later.
2: <laughs> yes. Exactly. And the boys are like, "Oh, we got to get our names on that card, that gift. We didn't get our parents. Mm-hmm. Do kids get stuff for their parents' anniversary?" Nope. I, I mean, I don't know. Mine are little.
0: I don't really think I get things for my parents for their anniversary. Yeah, they were like, "We got to get our names on that card. We gotta." Uh-huh. And here's where I found the note that explains kind of Alan and Amy's excitable nature over the thoughts of their kids being out of the house, mm-hmm. um, because he says this is their seventeenth anniversary. We're here. This is probably January. Eric turned 16 in sort of probably April. Mm-hmm. So by the math, Amy was probably 5 months pregnant
2: when they got married. When they got
0: married. Yeah. And so they too. didn't have time when they got married to like just be the two of them in their life. And even in this scene where or at the end. We'll just jump to the end, which is like every year we were married. Um, like a pearl for every year we were married. She's like, but you gave me 18, and we only were married 17. She's like, and one for the year that we weren't married. She's like, that's a good, that was a good year. That was a good year. So it's like they were together, but they weren't married. Ended up conceiving Eric, getting married four months later ish. They were having friends. Eric and were parents. And so they didn't have that newlywed period of their lives, really.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: And so now that their kids are older, going out of the house more, they're like, let's take advantage of this because we never really had it growing up. Not growing up, but in our married lives,
2: you kind of skip to the end of the episode there. But I get you. I know. But <laughs> I said. I said. I did. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it's it's a good. It's a good theory as to why they want to sneak around and why when their kids leave, they're just like, dude, <laughs> the kids are gone. Um, it's still new and exciting. Yeah, they want. They want to have that. Okay, so we get the reveal that it's a trash compactor. Amy is not having it, and even and Alan's like. <gasps> You're gonna be so happy, and even Eric's like, uh, "From Dad, just uh-huh. Dad." He picks up on it, and I don't get it. What? Mm-hmm. What? What is this? Like, I don't know. Is is it wrong to get someone an appliance for? I feel like that's always the like stereotypical
0: thing of like, "Don't do this." Like, don't get your wife this practical gift. And Feeny even gets to it later. It's like not just the thing that they asked for, but the thing that shows that you thought about them. But I'm just thinking of my own relationship with my wife. She likes practical gifts. Yeah. Like at Christmas time, she's like, here's what I want. This is what you should get me. Or these things. And there's times when I've kind of gone off the script and like got other things and she's like grateful for those things and appreciative of those things but doesn't really like it's like this is nice and thoughtful but it's not like something that i would want like i got her a necklace one time and i'm like this is so sweet and she's gonna love it she doesn't really wear necklaces so it was like okay she's like i'm glad you thought about this but i'm not gonna use it and it wasn't like this big contentious moment as it is here apparently but it's just like i guess People are different, and this show isn't really allowing for those differences. It's like, oh, women are this certain way, and all men are this certain way.
2: Let's just, let's talk about this this whole line, because I want to go up through the Feeney talk real quick. I think, in a lot of ways, Feeney is wrong. And I don't think he's wrong, because like, oh girls should want practical things no because what he's saying like okay so when they first get in there he's like this thing could crush coal and diamonds and he goes that might be a better way to go and he ends up getting her a pearl necklace and it's like and feeney says like yes you didn't have to think about her what she would like like you didn't have to think of the things you loved about her but both of those are just generic gifts
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like a pearl th- necklace is just like the the standard it's like
2: let me get you jewelry yeah, like... That's not really thinking either. You're not... you Are Are these thoughtful gifts? it's this like... Honestly, like... Okay. Well, I'm going to brag on myself just for a second. But not because of her reason. Oh, well, boy. Here we go. So, on my first date with an ex-girlfriend, she talked about how she loved her PlayStation 2 and she loved a video game called Zapper. I filed that away and on Christmas, I got her a PS2 with the game Zapper. Like... And she loved it. She... Absolutely thought this was the coolest gift she'd ever gotten. And it wasn't... (laughs) look at this Cyrano de Bergerac over here. But all I did was exactly what Alan did. I remembered something she said she wanted or Mm -hmm. liked, and I got it for her. Like, I I didn't get her something generic. I didn't get her... Like, I got her something personalized for her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe a trash compactor isn't that. But, like, a trash compactor is going to make her life.
0: (sighs) I don't know what it would make it. I've never had a trash compactor. Well... It makes life easier. But if it's like something you've said you wanted. Yeah. And then it's given to you. Like, isn't that a good thing? And I'm not like, women just need to be grateful. Rah, rah, rah. I'm just like, this is a weird dilemma. Yeah. That's set up.
2: And it's weird, it's weird messaging because like, you should have gotten her a diamond instead of, instead of this appliance. And it's like, no. Why?
0: Yeah. Like this reminds me, there's an episode of Parks and Rec where it's Christmas time and Mark and Anne are dating at this point. And Mark is like, I think I know what to get Anne for Christmas because she mentioned months ago she needs a new computer bag. And so I filed it away and I got her a computer bag. And then Tom is like, no, like you dummy, you need to get her diamonds. Cause like all women love diamonds and all this stuff, but then in the end, he ends up giving her the computer back because Tom's generally an idiot. Um, and then she's like, You remember, like, you listened to me, yeah, and heard what I wanted, and then did something. And so, it's like, and that's a good thing. And I know that's just another TV example, but maybe that's just the difference between '94, '95, and the, the two thousand, late to like late 20 odds.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm saying exactly that. Like, I feel like it shows more understanding and more, like, what's the word? Caring for Mm -hmm. her that you would do this thing that she's wanted instead of, like, more jewelry. And, like, empty gesture. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe if you're at home and you're a woman and you're listening and you think we are way off, let us know. And I'm not saying, like, only get practical gifts. I'm saying listen two women like think about something that they would really enjoy something that they would really like mm-hmm. and do that
0: yeah i feel like the dilemma we see with harley later is a bit more <sighs> A little bit it's a little bit more like okay that's dumb yeah but this of like she wanted this she mentioned she wanted this so I got it it's good um I guess I could also think like for appliances like maybe you do want a vacuum cleaner but for a gift I'm gonna get you a like a vacuum cleaner because you're gonna do the housework that should just be like a general house fund purchase not really, like a special here's my special gift to you who I love like a trash compactor like my name is like that's a good gift for a Tuesday like I think that's probably true it's just like that'd be a nice nice thoughtful thing just to receive but, for the house.
2: But a trash compactor is like a big deal that it, needs to be is. Like, installed. Yeah. It's not like a thing you just go out and buy. I guess it's like it's our anniversary.
0: I love you. You're very special to me. Here's an appliance because you're the one who works at the house.
2: Now, if we know that Amy has brought up that she doesn't think appliances are good gifts, good gifts for anniversaries, then maybe we've got another something. Thing. Yeah, but we don't. We aren't led to believe that.
0: Yeah, we're led to believe Alan thinks he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he feels really proud of his gift because he thinks he's being very thoughtful.
2: Yeah, I feel like this is a worse version of the car thing. Because I think Alan was totally in the wrong in the car thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Alan isn't in the wrong here. I'm just saying the show doesn't portray it to me as a way that Alan is wrong. And, and, and again, we're guys, maybe. But like, once maybe again. are just missing it. I'm not saying, practically. If she had, if like six months ago she had said like, oh, you know, I just love Princess Cut Diamond. And, you know, he filed that away and he's like, she loves Princess Cut Diamonds. Getting her a ring. Mm-hmm. Or even like, man, I, my
0: pearl necklace is broken. I'm falling apart. I don't know. Uh, or something like that. It'd be really nice to, like, have a nice one. Or like, yeah. these are old pearls. I don't know anything about pearls. And so Alan's like, yes this is it but the way it's set up in the episode it's like here's this again sort of empty gesture but it's the quote-unquote
2: romantic gift the idea is the the idea that the show presents is the only acceptable thing to get a woman on your anniversary is jewelry Mm -hmm. and that sucks yeah right like that's not good
0: um Anyway, so there's that's basically the Amy and Alan thing.
2: Yeah, uh, I do want to bring up just while we're in the Amy and Alan thing, we'll, we'll do the Corey thing next and then we'll tie it all together with the Harley thing. But the Feeney giving advice to Alan is how I want Feeney all the time. Uh-huh. And I, we haven't seen him in over half a season now. I'm so happy he's back. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'm just so happy to have. Well, and this may be the best Feeney advising, even though I disagree with him. Don't get me wrong. But even though I disagree with him, just him like, you know, using that kind of. Yes, you didn't have to think about what she wanted, what she... It's just a good way of teaching, uh-huh. a good way of helping him realize yeah, it. Yeah, just kind of like this is yeah, f- leading him to the answer. We've been rough on Feeney for a season and a half now. It's like, good job, Feeney.
0: And I do like the, like, on the husband highway, there's very little forward motion, just a lot of men frantically backing up.
2: Is that how you feel in your... <laughs> no, I
0: don't. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it is. It's a funny, it's a funny s- sitcom. uh uh-huh. Husband thing. Yeah, it's just like the husband
2: slash fathers are dopes. Yeah. And we get a good piece of timeline here. Feeney was married. Mm-hmm. This is the first mention. First mention of that. Yeah. First mention of his marriage. Anyway, rewinding, going back to the kids.
0: Uh-huh. Which, again, doesn't happen
2: for a while. Yeah. Like,
0: we have all this set up with the trash compactor and everything before we ever get to
2: Gloria. Yeah. So Harley's got a girlfriend, Gloria. They're fighting because he, she didn't come out mm-hmm. for a date. And he didn't go up to the door to see her. So I'm guessing he was parked outside. Honking the horn. Honking the horn. She felt she, cheap and she didn't like it. Yeah, she felt cheap and didn't like it. She didn't come out and they didn't miss their date. And he's mm-hmm. like, why did we miss our date? Um, yeah. And then Corey and Sean come around the corner talking about how
0: greasy Harley's hair is. How greasy the mac and cheese was. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the like greasy like Harley's hair. And then Harley's, like, gets in their face about it, and he's like, go ahead, like, touch touch my hair, which is weird. Yeah. And then, spending and Cory does, he's like, dries a bone, and then puts his hand on the locker and, like, slips. Which is <laughs> a very good moment here, of, like, physical I, comedy.
2: I, this is my, this was my chortle when that happened. I went, <laughs> mm, I just, we got a chortle. Yeah, right out loud, <laughs> when I saw that, I was just like, <laughs> It just, uh, it got me. It got me when his hand slipped. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, but then Corey is kind of being a fast talker Mm -hmm. and, uh. Which is weird. Does Corey seem like a fast talker?
0: Uh, I don't think he's an effective fast talker.
2: Yeah, probably not an effective one. Um, he does some fast talking from time to time. I I don't really think of him in that way. Yeah, a lot with the bullies, I guess, because, like. In um, the first episode of season two, like, you know, if I was in my homeroom, I wouldn't be anywhere near your way. Uh-huh. So that's kind of yeah, fast we do see that. Um, but he's like being a fast talker and then uh, Sean become, comes over and he's the smooth talker. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this angel, angel of the hallway. The hallway.
0: So Claudia Schiffer's cuter, cuter younger sister. sister.
2: I don't know about cuter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're buttering her up. She said, like, Don't kill him. Don't kill him for me. And he's like, Okay, Frankie, you kill him.
0: So then Frankie takes him into the cafeteria. He's like, We got two options. One, you die. Let's like, say number two. <laughs> yeah, number he's two. Like, two, you help me. He's like, I, Frankie Stacchino, am in love.
2: Yeah, that weird cadence Frankie talks uh-huh.
0: with. I love the Frankie cadence. I do too. Um, it just belies his massive
2: frame. <laughs> uh, she is a goddess of the hallway, and her voice is like the tinkling of bells. Her eyes also, also tinkle like bells. Like bells. <laughs> <laughs> not quite full poet Frankie uh-huh. yet. We don't. We don't.
0: I mean, we've seen poet Frankie. Yeah, but he's not like full blown speaking from the heart constantly. Yeah, he's got a. He needs some nudging. He gets the nudging in this episode.
2: Yeah, he gets the nudging. Um, mm.
0: And he's like, "I need you to help me woo her." What? Woo her? Huh? <laughs> and then that sean. was our uh frankie's
2: our and <laughs> sean i just love yeah. that line i don't want to die before i know what woo is <laughs> uh, yeah and Corey's like i don't know if we're the guys to help you and he's like yeah probably not so you die <laughs> i don't want to die before i know what woo means <laughs> so they agree to help him um turns out it's harley's girlfriend they are both very comfortably in a locker i mean Again, they got again big lockers. John Adams is so well funded. Mm -hmm. So well funded. Yeah, (laughs) the scene where they're
0: feeding Frankie the lines Mm -hmm. is just well. First, they like teach him at Corey's house. Yeah, and like Corey's behind the pillow. Corey's. He's like, talk this lamp like it's the girl because they still don't know who it is. And then he's like, could it be the pillow? Could she be the pillow? And then Corey's holding it up. (laughs) It's just very funny. Like. Oh Frankie, that's very nice.
2: Yeah, tell her her dress looks good.
0: Oh, this whole thing. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. And then they get in the locker, and he's like, "I can't do this without you." Mm-hmm. So, and they're like, "Well, we can't be there with you. What are you going to do? Put us in your locker?" So they do. And cuts to them being in the locker. Um, ter- it's Harley's girlfriend that comes up, though the boys don't know that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this
0: scene is really funny as they're saying the things, mm-hmm. and Frankie's like kind of messing it up. Yeah. Um, it's like, i wanted to say this to you for so long. It's like, I wanted to say to you, so, so long. long. <laughs> yeah. But the one, this was the one that got me, is when they come out of the locker, and they see that it's Frankie and Gloria, and then Sean does like the, <gasps> yeah. and then Frankie goes, ah! <laughs> and like points and does like a little squeal, just like Sean did, because he's still doing the things. <laughs> or it's like a, I don't think I noticed like a, that. Woo! He does. He gives like a woo <laughs> and points down the hall. What is that? What is the sound that they make? It's like a, <gasps> yeah, it's like a gasp. But then he does like a
2: woo. woo. Yeah.
0: Not like a woo her, <laughs> but a different kind of woo.
2: Um, I don't think I noticed that actually. That is so funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Frankie, you know, Frankie, when he goes off script is when he gets her though. Yeah. Like, like he, like he needed the little nudge. But <laughs> once he was nudged,
0: he had it. Yeah. And he's, like, very heartfelt, really just saying
2: saying what he feels. Yeah. Um, he's saying what he feels. He's going after his best friend's girl. Um, he Again, they're very good friends. Yes. Like, they support each other very well, so this is a big betrayal. And yeah, it is. I, I have questions about how much Harley really likes this girl. But okay. He got her um, tires. Steel belted. That he stole. Three of them. Because <laughs> um, the guy came back. <laughs> Um, yeah, so once again, though, we have a girl falling for a guy because he's showing her some basic decency, mm-hmm. like the, the, the bar and John Adams is so low, like any basic decency and you can have any girl you want. You can have Linda, you can have Stacy, you can have our Lord TK, mm-hmm. you can, you can have any girl you want as long as you're just, you know, nice. Yeah, that's John that's Adams true. for
0: you. Sorry, I was just thinking that we need to make a fan cam of TK to just post on Twitter all the time. <laughs> we stand TK. We do. We do stand TK. Um, that's funny. We should do that actually. Um, anyway. I have no idea how to do that. I don't either. Maybe we can talk to my brother-in-law. Oh yeah, he might know. He's like, can you help me make a fan cam? It's like, what? What are you talking about? What is? What is that? <laughs> I didn't.
2: I didn't know what it was at first, but now I, I, I realized. But anyway. Yes. um, Yeah. Basic human decency. Get you any girl you want, John Adams High. So they go to get a burger at Chubby's, of course, and Harley gets there right in time to hear the boys say something incriminating. Mm-hmm. It is funny when Sean's like, "It's all just circumcised evidence." Yeah.
0: Yeah. Circumcised evidence. Circumcised <laughs> evidence is funny. Mm-hmm. But then Harley catches them, they're busted. So they end up going to where they are, mm-hmm. which is Chubby's, because where else? Yeah. Where'd they go? It's, it's Philadelphia's His only restaurant. Other than La Bougia from well, season one. But the, that's not really their scene.
2: They, they, they That disappeared with
0: Minkus. Yeah. Minkus and La Bougia and the Miller Grill or Hill Grill Grill. Uh, Miller, Phil's Grill. Phil's Grill.
2: Phil's Grill. Yeah. And the Bob Stuchek's Pizza World and Burger
0: World. Yeah. All, and all, International House of Salads. Yeah.
2: They're all gone. It's just Chubby's now. Minkus took them all with him. There is only Chubbies. What you don't realize is it's a different Chubbies they go to every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all the different Chubbies franchises. Uh-huh, there's a bunch. <laughs> it's very um, popular. Which actually could explain a few things, but we'll we'll get
0: there later. Um, they're all down the same set of stairs though they're <laughs> similar
2: stairs yeah so they're there and my my best girl and my most trusted flunky <laughs> how could this happen to me and then apparently they'll just all leave everyone will leave the restaurant like harley says they have a confrontation mm-hmm. yeah they have a confrontation and Gloria's like you just don't really care
0: or listen yeah. Which seems true. Yeah. And she's like, you never get me anything. She's like, I got you tires, steel belted. She's like, you only gave me three. He's like, because the guy came back. That one doesn't seem to quite fit in with our earlier conversation of like, it, this is something that she mentioned she wanted. And so he got it. He's just like, tires, of course. Yeah. That's what you, well, that's what you would get. These are get. things I would value. Uh-huh. So that's I what would... you
2: should value. Yeah. Which that is the wrong way to take. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong way to take is this is something I value but what what Gloria is asking for is empathy. She, wants, she wants to be listened to she yeah. wants someone to say nice things to her she wants like him, him to come to the door she wants to be treated well uh-huh. but Gloria's thing is much more understandable than Amy Allen's thing mm-hmm. um but then Corey points out like hey my parents are going through this too sort of
0: sort of uh, mm-hmm. but they'll get over it like they're not gonna split up over this and so Harley gets it in his head that he needs to go and talk to Corey's parents. Mm-hmm. Of course, because he knows where their house
2: is. He's probably cased it before. Or, or he got the address and sent Frankie there for TK. That's true. He would have known. Yeah, but uh, there's some good continuity. <laughs> good job, Boy Meets World. You did it. <laughs> well, we had to do it for him. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and he just, he takes off and he talks to Amy. Uh-huh. He just shows
0: up at the door. He's like, I'm a school chum of your sons.
2: <laughs> He's like, Eric? No, the, no, the squirreling squirrel- <laughs> one. Oh, Corey. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Um, Very funny. Uh, And Eric sees and he's like, Harley's with my mom. like, get away from her, Kiner. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he takes pride when they're like, everyone's very afraid of you. You flatter me. You flatter me. me." (laughs) Um, I really like Harley's satisfied face. Mm -hmm. Like every time he's like, like when they're like, uh, we'll put you in the movie. And he's like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> he's like i'm satisfied with this idea phase yeah, very me. uh dan mcnulty come on the show yeah that's a that's a get that would be that would be a get can we become best friends with dan mcnulty please um but yeah harley harley's acting is great here um again i just feel like they're saying nothing mm-hmm. like the whole talk with amy is like oh we just want to be we just want to be listened to and appreciated yeah but what does that look like what is that yeah it's very ill-defined and then the
0: solution is, I got her a pearl necklace. Yeah. That's not really listened to or appreciated.
2: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Alan comes in. He got the pearl necklace. Like, it, it, well, There was a three-day fight with them, apparently, over this trash compactor, which, why wouldn't that just be a thing you, you figure Resolve. out? Resolve. I don't get it. And then it was like, well, all women really want us to be listened to and appreciated. Fine. Whatever. I guess there is some truth to the idea that if people just had empathy for other people, it would fix a lot of the world's problems. Mm-hmm. There's some truth to that, sure. Um, especially like, especially men having empathy for women and remembering, like, oh, just because they're women doesn't mean they are people too. Which has been the lesson multiple times. Yeah, uh, yeah. And hasn't been learned yet. Um, although Glory is a little bit like an, an object that just gets traded around. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I guess she does choose. To she chooses crazy. to go. Frankie. Yeah. This anyway. isn't a
0: TK situation where they talk about her. Like she's an agent.
2: Yeah, she she has agency. She has agency. Um but yeah, so again, the solution seems to be presence. Give people what they want. Yeah. Which
0: Alan already did. But then he's like, she wants to be with Frankie. So I'm going to give her that. Yeah. And
2: Harley, I mean, he does a good friend thing. And it's like, well, right now she wants Frankie. I'm give her Frankie. So the resolution to the Harley story is a lot better than the resolution to the Alan Amy story. Mm -hmm. He's like, she wants me to back off and be with this other guy. That's what I got to do. Yeah. That's what I got to do. And I mean, is that, is that the episode? Is that it?
0: Pretty much. It is funny though. When Alan comes in and he's like, Giving his little piece to kind of tie it all together, and then he's just like, "But who are you (laughs) talking to, Harley?" He's like multiple times,
2: like, "But really, who are you?" Yeah, and then Corey walks out with
0: the coffee cup
2: too. Yeah, Corey (laughs) comes in, he's like, "Harley, don't take my family." Or no, he pops in, he's like, "Harley Kiner. (laughs) and Alan goes, "Oh, thank you." It's like do what you want to be
0: but don't don't hurt my family yeah um but then harley walks out with a coffee cup he's like I,
2: you forgot the coffee cup he's like good eyes yeah good <laughs> eyes and he like uh, he t- like taps on the wood uh, and it's great. again just seems very pleased uh it's very good and then with the wrap-up Corey's like i am cyrano no you're not not even kind of sean gave all the lines uh-huh. Like you really lost nothing in this whole thing. Uh-huh. You didn't have the personal sacrifice. And then Turner's like very mature
0: yeah. like way of looking at life. And then Sean's like, the volleyball team is running laps, and they both run out
2: yeah. to go watch. Yeah. He goes, Oh baby. <laughs> and then <laughs> run and off to watch it. And that's That's it. That's the episode. That that there, there, was. That, there that was. That was that was a thing that happened. Um I don't know that I am any more prepared. To rate this episode than I was beforehand. Because there are great things about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there really are. Um, I don't know why Alan and Amy's story is just missed with me so often. But
0: I don't... Because, I mean, as the show continues, they become less. Yeah. And even now, the Alan and Amy stories... Because before, it was like, Alan and Corey, the story was about them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never really much about Amy, which sucks. Yeah. But now it's like, Corey has his life and his parents have their life. Mm-hmm. And they're sometimes running parallel with issues that might overlap or might completely not at all. Like Alan's uh, back going out. Had nothing to do with anything. Um, yeah. But it's like they're running parallel to each other. And then eventually Alan and Amy just take the back seat completely. But they're still kind of like, this is a family show. We need to show more of the whole family.
2: Yeah. And it, yeah, I don't think it works. This episode also does a weird thing. Like so often they're trying they're like here's here's this book of literature and here's this real world application you know you have a really good one of those in *Grapes of wrath and Mm -hmm. the bunch to do about nothing even the scarlet letter to some degree even though it's a little more vague Mm -hmm. but like so we're trying to relate Corey's situation to both Cyrano and what's going on with his parents that is totally unrelated Uh about appreciating women it's like these things don't nothing meshes nothing meshes
0: and even in the last one with Pygmalion a little better I mean it was a little better but also so not
2: a good lesson. No, it's a bad, the, the lesson of Pygmalion is a bad lesson. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. The parent story did not work for me at all. Um, every, I, I loved every scene with Cory, Sean and Frankie. And like I said, that's in my mind, this is the Cory, Sean and Frankie episode, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. There's some
0: really good moments. Yeah. Some, maybe even like great moments that are just stitched together with really meh moments.
2: I don't know about like green, the last one. Been, the last one or. was
0: very funny. Then the last episode, I feel like, was very meh moments stitched together with more incredibly meh, icky moments. Yeah,
2: with the exception of Turner and Feeney's last mm, thing, little in, exchange, and Eric. throughout Um,
0: yeah um so So, this one is kind of like the Corey, sean frankie moment Mm -hmm. is good but it's so small
2: yeah and it is it's so small especially Mm -hmm. because in my mind that's the heart of the episode but that is not the heart of the episode at all i mean uh the trash compactor gets more time than that uh harley and the parents get more time than that Mm -hmm. maybe they're trying to do too much in this episode maybe it should have just been a school story definitely should have yeah i don't know um I do want to bring up one thing real quick that I just remembered. I don't know how dirty of a joke this was meant to be or not. But when he goes, uh, you want trash compactor, I buy trash compactor, right? Oog, wrong. And she's like, we don't want to miss our dinner. He goes, oog, not sleep in cave tonight. There's there's a second meaning to that joke that's pretty I dirty. Think, I don't think that that's what they were going for. Is it not? I don't think so. Hmm, maybe. Um... I kind of think that was a sex joke for the parents that I never picked up on until now. But, anyway. I don't know. Um, Anyway, going to the ending of this episode. It
0: was... It was okay. It was fine. I feel like the more we talked about the Alan and Amy stuff, it I, I feel like as I watched it, I enjoyed it. Because I thought really? that the... Well, not the Alan and Amy side. I thought that was a meh. But I really thought that the Frankie bit elevated it quite a bit. Yeah. And as we've been talking, we've just been dogging on the other bad parts.
2: Well, because the good part is so small.
0: It's true. But I guess as I watched it, it felt bigger. Yeah. we always spent most of our time talking about the bad parts.
2: Maybe. I. Well, and I, I, think that's, I think that's part of that expectation thing. In my mind, again, this was the Frankie Cyrano episode. But it's not that. Like, I mean... It, I guess it technically is. But that, that whole thing from, like, that moment to that moment is like five minutes of a 25-minute mm-hmm. episode. Maybe a little more. It's just very overshadowed. So what did you rate it? I, I That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. I, I put six out of ten. I kind of want to drop it to a 5.5 out of ten. Um, I'll go with six. Cause yeah, I was going to say seven because it just felt
0: like the good parts and the bad parts even each other out.
2: I... I wish there were more goods. The only part don't I like. We all. The only part I like is basically from the moment the moment that they enter the they they make fun of Harley and up through chubbies. I, I don't wanna die
0: before I know what woo means.
2: Yeah. Those parts are really good. Um, but all the all the parent stuff doesn't work for me. I don't like that the parents are part of the resolution. Not because I dislike the parents, just because it's so they're not saying anything. It's so mm-hmm. nothing. Um so anyway. Um, But yeah, I'm going to give it a six, um, with the understanding that I think it should maybe be a little lower, but... Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of a title. Oh, I've got a title. It is uh, Boys Meet Woo. That's good. Boys Meet Woo. Now... In more
0: ways than one.
2: MVP might be a little tricky.
0: By the end, I just liked the Harley in the kitchen scene at the end, but then I also liked Frankie throughout. Just sort of him being so uncertain, and that's kind of funny, and then coming into his own... And, like, being more comfortable and capable.
2: Yeah. I I think those are the two, Harley and Frankie. I am inclined to Harley because he gets a lot more screen time. He really does. Um, and though I don't necessarily like his story, I think his acting is very good. Mm-hmm. I think the way he approaches it is very good. Um, so I am much more inclined to Harley. Yeah, we'll give it to Harley. Yeah. And I do believe um, we're actually almost at the end of Harley so it's true uh, he comes back a little bit in season three just the one episode right you might be right yeah i think it's just the one episode in season three um but (laughs) we're almost at the end of Harley. frankie will have i am certain through season four yeah well he's also in five he is yep their senior year yep uh he's at least in the very last episode of season five uh, he and Joey are both in that episode. We're just a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But I'm just saying Frankie will have other opportunities. And I can think of some. To be MVP. This is probably gonna be Harley's only MVP. Maybe not. Who knows? But probably. But probably. And he's legitimately like mm-hmm. uh the whole oh you're the one all the kids are afraid of. You flatter me. You flatter me. Good eyes. Good oh eyes. God. Um so yeah. We'll give us steel a steel belted. Still, the guy steel. came back. <laughs> um so yeah, Harley, MVP, um, and that's that's See? the episode. Two that have very conflicting, and I, I don't like to be negative. I don't. Are you sure? <laughs> well, I've been very positive for the last many, many episodes.
0: You're positive that you don't like to be negative?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I hated the messages of these episodes. Yeah, they're
0: just so not good.
2: Well, and they're so cookie cutter and mm-hmm. bland. It it really is just like a fortune cookie. But not like a good cookie cutter. <laughs> or a good fortune cookie. Well, like the modern fortune cookies that are just like, you'll have success on your next endeavor. hmm It's more like... It, it's... Isn't that all fortune cookies? And here's
0: your lucky numbers on the back. And how to say a word in Mandarin. I mean, I've gotten like... How come,
2: like, a, an old friend is about to re-enter your life? That's always
0: fun. I like the one I got that said, teamwork makes the dream work. I feel like that was before it really became a popular phrase.
2: Maybe. That's so generic now. I, I love it, though. Teamwork makes the dream work. Maybe the true boys' world is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> anyway. Maybe. Um,
0: Tell us your favorite fortune cookie fortune. Yes. By sending us a message
2: at bgworldfever on twitter
0: or bgworldfever at gmail.com that
2: yep those are how you can reach us um we want to say hey to our friend Kristen who's been watching uh-huh she
0: mentioned her first concert not watching listening oh right don't watch us well we're not much to look at
2: i've been thinking about how to get us on youtube not like it'd just be our logo with us uh, okay. but, need to improve that logo
0: I like it, but sharpen it up a little bit. Sharpen it up. Um, but she was basically just, she's a little bit behind I Was saying her first concert was to see the band, The Click Five, mm-hmm. which really was like a one hit wonder kind of band. She saw it at a local amusement park here in uh, our region, but they sang the song, Just the Girl. which um, If you looked it up, I'm sure you would know what it was.
2: Yeah, I looked it up and I knew what it was, but I did not recognize the name of the band nor the name of the
0: mm-hmm. song. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a good song. Yeah, yeah it's it was fine. Standard pop kind
2: of. Kind of not quite pop punk, but... Pop rock-ish. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Kind of almost getting to how awful Nickelback would be, but better. Better maybe a is it Teddy Geiger? Teddy Geiger, kind of
0: along those those lines, you know, Teddy Geiger band, a bandier Teddy Geiger super songs closing time, kind of that kind of vibe, yeah, sort of that closing vibe.
1: Closing time,
0: yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, so thank you for sharing that. If you're listening to older episodes and you're like, I really want to answer these questions, do it.
2: Yeah, do it. There's no reason not to. Um, we want to encourage you guys. Um, we're getting – our listens are going up. I mean slowly but surely. Like it's a – it's it, it, they're, but they're definitely on an upward trend um, and it really helps us if you guys rate us on iTunes and – Yeah,
0: just Apple Podcasts. I think that's the um, – at least only major. source like I don't think you can on Spotify.
2: Yeah, probably not. But
0: if you would – Leave us a review if you're liking what you're hearing Um, or like sharing the show with friends that we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, It seems like most people that I tell about the show, they're like, oh, I loved Boy Meets World. Maybe that's like our generation kind of thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Or it's just like a popular show. Yeah, it was a popular show. So um, yeah, if you're enjoying, please rate, um, follow us on Twitter. Um, Maybe we'll do some kind of Instagram or something. I don't know. Yeah um but yeah so we're lots of things coming um we got a great new theme song and we want to thank dizzy parker for it Mm -hmm. uh the link to the youtube video will be in our description and from there that youtube video links all the different places you can find dizzy uh find his music um he's a talented musician um that we hope to have on the show someday um but yeah we're loving having a theme song
0: Mm it feels
2: pretty cool yeah i think so and that's all I've got.
0: Me too. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, I'm Cameron. And I'm Chance. So long, world. So long, world. When the Boy Meets World